Hey church, welcome back. It's Marissa. And this week in announcements, I would encourage you to head out to our website and check out our new and updated listening page. And there you'll find our new podcast, Ecclesia. And on there, it's Ian Sharp and I talking about the church on mission. Also, we have Phil's series, The End of the World as We Know It. And it's an opportunity for you guys to go deeper into the word and as a group. Also, on Tuesday, July 28th at 7 p.m., we're going to have our next KGF in Conversation. And that's an opportunity for us to uh, talk to you about the hubs and for having you ask us questions about what you're wondering about, the direction that we're going. We would welcome you to sign up. You can either email the office at office at kgfchurch.com or you can check out the newsletter. There'll be a link for that week and the following conversations happening in August. So keep your eye out for that. Also, youth. Devin is going hiking all summer. And so if you're wanting to get involved and wanting to get connected, send him an email as well at devin at kgfchurch.com. Also, as you've been noticing, we're having shorter services. And this is an opportunity for you guys as a family, as someone who's single, as young or old, to engage in the challenge and the questions that's being posed at the end of the service. So kids, I want you to be paying attention to that question as well and to take time together and to set apart that extra half an hour to gather together in a conversation. Take care. Hey, KGF family. Uh, I'm Ray. Uh, let's uh, read the scripture together at home. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how, and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Let's sing together. Thought of us before the world began to breathe. Our names before we came to be. You saw the very day we'd fall away from you. How desperately we need to be redeemed. Jesus, come lead us. We're dead. Our lives. 
lives a living sacrifice that you would reign that you would reign in us spirit of the living god fall fresh again come search our hearts and purify our lives your perfect love needs your discipline we're lost unless you guide us with your light Jesus come lead us we're desperate for your Yeah.
Ray for leading us in worship this morning. Hey, KJF family, my name is Joel. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I hope you're doing well this week. Today, we're going to be going through uh, the story in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, uh, where someone asked Jesus, What is the greatest commandment? In Mark, chapter 12, the text kind of reads like Jesus is hosting a Q&A session. Uh, first, the Pharisees ask him a political question about whether or not they should pay taxes to Caesar. Um, and he says, give to Caesar what is Caesar, Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Uh, then the Sadducees, who say there's no resurrection, come up to Jesus and ask him a question. Uh, so, so in heaven, uh, who, who's going to be married to who? And Jesus sets them straight on that. And then 
Finally, somebody comes to him with a sincere question, and he asks him, what is the greatest commandment? Uh, so let's read from Mark chapter 12, starting at verse 28, um, and then we're going to dive in to uh, what this shows us about how to ask a question to God, and then what this shows us about who God is and how he's inviting us to respond. Starting at verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. When I was working at a car dealership in Toronto, uh, a coworker of mine, he was a Muslim, and occasionally we would, uh, we would talk about religion, and he would grill me on, on some, some tough questions like, uh, was Jesus really raised from the dead? Did he really claim to be God? And uh, this one actually took me by surprise. Isn't the Trinity three gods instead of one? Um, and as we talked, I gave the best answers that I could, but I started to realize that he was not actually seeking answers, uh, not seeking to understand. He was seeking to trip me up so that he could look smarter or he could justify his own position um, and, and feel like he was in the right. And sometimes I think we approach uh, an argument with our spouse this way or with our mom or our dad or our brother or sister, uh, just trying to prove ourselves right over the other. And sometimes we approach God in this way. When we open God's word, are we looking to find scriptures that justify our own position or are we looking for the truth? We cannot go deeper in truth without the spirit to guide us and to help us discern between what is God's voice and what is our own voice. And this is why it's crucial that Bible study doesn't only happen in isolation, although that's good. But we have to subject ourselves to the community um, and to the body of believers when we read the Bible and we try and discover the answers that we're looking for. Now, this touches on something I think uh, a lot of us in Canada have neglected. And this COVID moment gives us an opportunity to repent or to rethink or to shift how we think about approaching the Bible. We've gotten so used to sitting and listening to great preachers like Pastor Phil um, and other teachers speak true doctrine to us that we have relied on the teaching of them, like what they say to tell us what the Bible says when, when really we can just read the Bible ourselves. 
One of the cornerstones of the Mennonite Brethren denomination is that biblical interpretation happens best in community when we sit down with the word together. KGF hubs actually give us an opportunity to practice conversing as a community about what the Bible says, as the early church did. And this is how we get the richest interpretation of the text too. By hearing how others have received and, and internalized the Bible, uh, we'll, and we allow that, and we can and we should allow that to inform our understanding. If you have questions about God or about the Bible and what it says, I hope you will consider joining a KGF hub this summer. Um, there's going to be a number of them starting up uh, across Kelowna. Now, we don't promise to have all the answers as leaders, but we do promise that we're going to wrestle with the Bible together and we're going to look for the answers together. Just send an email to office at kgfchurch.com if you would like to join a hub. Uh, we'd love to get you connected with a hub leader in your area as soon as we can and as soon as we have that information available. So in Mark chapter 12, Jesus sees the heart of this scholar and the heart of his question, and he gives him a sincere answer in response. Uh, first, he says, we must love the Lord our God with everything that we have. And second, we must love our neighbor as ourselves. I think the two commandments are put into this order for a reason, because God knows that if we love him first, we'll be better at loving those around us. It says in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. As we look on God and we get to know who he is. Um, we get to know his never-ending love, that his mercies are new every morning, that he's kind and merciful. The Bible says that as we meditate on who he is, we will be transformed into his image. Now, this is actually intuitive to what it means to be human. Um, your focus determines your reality, as Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn says in Star Wars. If you spend your time focusing on life's problems without the lens of God's character, you will find yourself becoming afraid, tense, anxious, and bitter. But as Paul says in Philippians 4 verse 3, if we focus on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, if we focus on these things, we will start to see our situations as opportunities and the people around us as children of God and not burdens. In fact, the Greek word that's translated into neighbor is also sometimes, the root word is sometimes translated into nearby. I wonder if sometimes we, uh, we keep our neighbors at a distance. And I'm not talking about six feet of physical distance. I'm talking about keeping them at arm's length emotionally because, because and instead of being nearby for them. When I was a kid, we had a neighbor in our, in our cul-de-sac and she, she was about seven years older than me, but uh, her and I and my sister, who's three years older, we spent a lot of time together. Um, her name was Ashley. And we actually brought her into our house once and we sat her down and we explained the gospel to her. We, 
we, we had a blackboard in my room and we drew it out with, with chalk and we drew the cliff um, and, the, and the other cliff with God on the one side and us on the other. And, uh, and, and we, you know, you draw the cross to show how Jesus creates the bridge for us to have relationship with God. And we actually um, shared the gospel with her in that way. And she actually received Jesus as her savior. But shortly after that, on her 12th birthday, she died because of a heart condition that she had since birth. Now, the point of that story isn't just to make you feel sorry for me. The point of that story um, is that because my parents encouraged us to hang out with Ashley and to hang out with her older brother and sister and to be around their kids, um, we, were at, we were able to be there, to be nearby for that family um, as they went through this tragedy. Today, uh, my wife Johanna and I, we live in a small townhome complex and uh, every Friday, at around 5 p.m., the neighbors get out their chairs and they set up in the little green space um, in the middle of the complex. Now, one day I was, uh, I was walking with my son, Micah. He's two and a half years old, um, just a little guy, and he loves to help me take out the garbage. So this is one of those days we're taking out the garbage, so we wheel it over to the, to the dumpster, we empty it, we bring it back to the garage, and then he, he turns and he looks at me and he says, Daddy, let's go back and talk to the neighbors in not so many words because he's two. But I knew that he wanted to talk to them. So we went back out and everyone's like, hey, Micah, how are you? And, you know, some of them are giving him high fives and stuff. And it was just so cool to see how he has this uh, childlike lack of inhibition when it comes to interacting with people that he sees on the, in, in the neighborhood. And I think God is inviting us to have a similar a mindset, a childlike lack of inhibition when it comes to being nearby for our neighbors. So as we approach God again in this next worship song that Ray's going to lead us in, let's start to ask ourselves, who is God inviting us to be nearby for right now? Just what 
morning. I'm Marissa, and I have here with me Naomi, and we would love to talk a little bit today about community and your experience, your history with community, and a little bit about your heart in the midst of it all. So how about you share a little bit with us about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's nice to be here with you this morning. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to share a little bit about one of the most important people to me to this day. Um, we met when we were three. I grew up in Winnipeg and neighbors are special in Winnipeg, like neighborhoods. I don't know. I, I just moved to my, my first home actually a year ago. So we've been in this house now for a year and I'm, I'm starting to get similar, similar feelings as I, um, had when I was younger about neighbors, but, um, I, yeah, I just remember neighbors being such a big part of my life. Um, I met Lauren Hollins when I was three, and she lived two doors down from me, and uh, we did everything together. Like, we played outside all the time. Um, we had sleepovers, we did lemonade stands, you know, the whole thing. And um, yeah, to this day, we're, we're still best friends, and she has come to know the Lord, actually, um, since then. So it's been really special. And uh, yeah, I I actually had a moment the other week. I took my daughter across the street to meet the kids across the street. And seeing Josephine and Adriana meet, it was just amazing. I was like, are they going to be friends for life? Like, this is so exciting. What are what are they going to mean to each other? And and how how is this going to play out? Like, will will we all be be friends? And you know, are we going to do the same kind of things? Barbecues and and riding bikes on the street and doing chalk and and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's it's definitely exciting just seeing all of that um, begin because it all starts with those small moments of you know just meeting for the first time and and having conversations and and waving across the street when you you're all out there at the same time um that's something that me and my family have actually been practicing is just playing in the front yard and uh we have the mailbox right across the street so people are constantly stopping to get their mail and we'll wave and we're teaching josie how to wave at everyone and she's just the friendliest two-year-old you'll ever meet um and so yeah it's it's been really exciting just growing in relationship with our our neighbors um yeah i could tell you many stories of how i've actually been on the receiving end of 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 god's love um i i have a neighbor on on one side and she took the girls one time when we needed somebody to watch the girls um in an emergency situation and and she was, she ran over immediately. She was like, I'm here for you. Anything you need, I, I will definitely drop everything and, and come and help you. And so I know how good it feels to be, you know, a loving, caring neighbor. And so I want to practice that for, for everyone else. And so, yeah, it's, it's just all in the small moments for us. I think uh, the term living on mission can sometimes feel a little daunting and a little scary it just seems so big. It's like, to me, I sometimes assume like that means, you know, going over to your neighbor's house with Bible in hand and just sharing the gospel on the spot. And while sometimes, you know, if you have that gift, that's amazing, but I don't know if I necessarily do have that, that gift. And so I think for me, it's more the gift of encouragement and, um, and just being kind and, 
And so, you know, the goal is for, for everyone to know the Lord in a personal way. And, and so for me, that's, that's by building relationship and starting small. And, you know, someday maybe I will have those conversations with, with my neighbors. But for now, I am focusing on, on the small moments of, of just having little conversations. And, and I think something I want to challenge everybody to is being a bit more honest. Um, I know that I, I sometimes have a tendency to just say, oh, yeah, everything's good. How are you? But, you know, this one time I did actually share with my neighbor that I wasn't having the best day. It was a really tough day with my girls, and, and I felt really low on energy. And, and since then, me and her have actually bonded quite a bit. And she feels more comfortable, to be honest with me, about, you know, the honesty of the realness of life. And, and so we are slowly building that bond. And to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like that, that vulnerability just opens doors for people to be like, oh, they don't have it all together, just like me. Yeah. And that's, that's beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So f- from that, you know, you have all these experiences and... Again, like I love how you have taken those small moments of moving. Most people play in their backyard. There's a, we want privacy, uh, but you've moved it to the front yard and you invite people in naturally to your life. And how have you found maybe a moment in, in the midst of in COVID how to do that and to do that well? Yeah, so we invited our neighbors from... Um, our basement, our tenants, and our neighbors on the left to come over for a barbecue um, and, or actually a wiener roast. We just set up the little propane fire pit that we had on the front front driveway. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it was really cool seeing um, seeing our neighbors meet each other, even like we kind of set up that avenue for them to meet. And it was, it was pretty special. Um, we just sat outside for an hour and a half and just chatted. And uh, yeah, it was... It was exciting for me because I love to host dinners at my house and and I had two weeks of just like none of that, nothing, no connection with people outside of my home. And and while I love my family, like we we as a family love to connect with with other people. And so that was something to look forward to. Like it was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm excited to set this up tonight. And we, you know, we we did a little bit of preparing throughout the day and and yeah, there was just like lots of just conversation that happened. And, and now we have that to go off of, right? We, we know each other better. And uh, yeah, we definitely created, created relationship out of that. And that's what it's all about. Again, you know, as you've said, uh, living on mission, being on mission doesn't have to be grandiose it starts with like how are you mm-hmm. who are you who are you and how can we walk along life together and in those moments it, it's it becomes something beautiful like I could tell you very many people in my life I don't remember when I first met them mm-hmm. but the deep relationships that I have now are so valuable and it's when people choose to be vulnerable both in their faith and in prayer it just opened so many doors. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi, thank you so much for being here. It's been great to have you, and I look forward to hearing more stories from you. Thanks, Marissa and Naomi, for sharing your hearts with us this morning. As we close our service today, uh, I'm going to invite you to consider a question that I want you to talk with your family about. 
uh, or whoever's watching with you today. Maybe it's your small group or your life group or your triad. Um, and if you're watching this alone, you can even just pick up the phone and call a friend, call someone from your triad or uh, someone you know from church or maybe even just a family member. And I want you to discuss this question with them. So here's the question. Do my neighbors know I'm nearby for them? If not, how can I take the first step in being nearby for them? Blessings on your conversation, church. You are loved. Have a great week. Hey church, welcome back. It's Marissa and this week in announcements, I would encourage you to head out to our website and check out our new and updated listening page. And there you'll find our new podcast, Ecclesia. And on there, it's Ian Sharp and I talking about the church on mission. Also, we have Phil's series, The End of the World as We Know It. And it's an opportunity for you guys to go deeper into the word and as a group. Also, on Tuesday, July 28th at 7 p.m., we're going to have our next KGF in conversation. And that's an opportunity for us to uh, talk to you about the hubs and for having you ask us questions about what you're wondering about, the direction that we're going. We would welcome you to sign up. You can either email the office at office at kgfchurch.com or you can check out the newsletter. There'll be a link for that week and the following conversations happening in August. So keep your eye out for that. Also, youth. Devin is going hiking all summer. And so if you're wanting to get involved and wanting to get connected, send him an email as well at devin at kgfchurch.com. Also, as you've been noticing, we're having shorter services. And this is an opportunity for you guys as a family, as someone who's single, as young or old, to engage in the challenge and the questions that's being posed at the end of the service. So kids, I want you to be paying attention to that question as well and to take time together and to set apart that extra half an hour to gather together in a conversation. Take care.